Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Sonos. Sonos is offering the listeners of Dungeons and Demogorgons 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only and cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. Use the promo code STRANGER10, capital S-T-R-A-N-G-E-R-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive this offer. Dustin has found not a possum, not a raccoon, but what appears to be a polywog or tadpole. It's cute and has a taste for nougat, and Dustin decides to call him D'Artagnan after the three musketeers. Will, however, fears it's from the upside down. Steve and Nancy are on the rocks after her drunken attempts to call bullshit on their relationship. Nancy turns to Jonathan, roping him into his scheme involving some unknown Radio Shack technology to apparently tell Barb's mother the truth as someone from the government monitors her phone calls. Meanwhile, Joyce reviews Will's Halloween camcorder footage and makes a shocking discovery. Hopper angrily confronts Dr. Paul Reiser about the pumpkin rot that seems to be centered once again on the Hawkins Laboratory. Reiser is dismissive of Hopper's claims that his facility is connected, but nevertheless sends teams out to the field to conduct research. Dustin brings D'Artagnan to school to see if Mr. Clark can give him credit for discovering a new species. Instead, the creature escapes while the boys and Max struggle to capture it. Eleven... Tired of waiting on Hopper, decides to visit Mike and instead sees him and Max starting to warn to each other. Finally, Will decides to stand his ground against the visions that have been tormenting him with horrifying results. Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching Season 2, Episode 3, titled Chapter 3, The Polywog. Uh, not a polywog. Not, not, not officially, polylog. and not exactly a cute. Uh, no, not not exact. Well, I mean, it is cute. It starts off cute. I think it's terrifying, though. Yeah, I I I'm terrified because it's exactly what we th- speculated last time. It's it's these these goddamn duffer boys are doing a Stranger Things <laughs> take on the cute little thing from the Flight of the Navigator. Uh-huh. And every time Dustin picks it up, I expect it's going to melt into his skin or yeah. jump down his throat or fucking gouge Spit out his eyes. blood into his face, yeah. It's not going to end well. And it when can. you put it under his hat, I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> you should it's be wearing crawl into suit. your ear or something. I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this every episode I feel like has been better than the last and this thing like it's going to be a real fucking struggle to not continue to watch it when I get (laughs) home because it ends on the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers yeah man that final scene with Will I don't like that's truly horrifying yeah 
I wish I could be with my son to watch him see it because it's just it starts off like it keeps getting like oh the stand your ground thing's not going to work it's not uh-huh. oh no you should oh that's a tornado coming to you and when it starts pouring in every one of his eye holes uh-huh. oh wow all his holes just full of, of gritty smoke I guess yeah he's he's possessed by the smoke monster from Lost yeah yeah I don't. I don't. I hate just jumping right to the end, but it's usually the part I'm most excited about. <laughs> so it's hard not to. There, but there's I, so much good stuff. Like this, yeah. like every once in a while, it's 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 a struggle to sum up the episode and those little recaps we do. But that's the thing when we go and jump right into the end. Yeah, that's where the audience left off too. So yeah. they're most excited to talk about the end. Yeah, let's fucking talk about the end. What? is this going to do to Will? Well, so I feel like there's a bit of foreshadowing when they start talking about that Phineas Gage character yeah. that had the rod through his, that shot through his head and he survived, but he was changed. Yep. I feel like that. And there's like, we talked about like, when is kid logic going to pl- come into play? Yeah. And it's already coming into a big way because the boys are like, oh, what if Will got the sight when he yeah, went over to sight. the, uh, yeah, the true sight, which allows you to see into the spectral realm or whatever. And, and now we got Phineas Gage as this guy who gets penetrated <laughs> Uh, in, in the worst head, way, in his I head. Would say. Well, I don't know. I, I might take the rod through my head versus uh, death by smoke monster. Uh, but I feel like <laughs> Will a pretty bad penetration as well. Will's going to be changed by this experience. He is, yeah. Uh, I, and I wonder if it's going to be all personality change or if there's going to be something. I think it's going to be real that subtle. Diminishes him. It's going to be real subtle. We know this has happened, and none of the yeah. other boys do. And it's going to be like a pod person kind of situation. Where from from the looks of it, he has basically told his mom everything that's happened with him. Right. Right. Um, there was the one lie that we saw about the drawing. Like, what is that? Yeah. Uh, and she discovers that that's a lie. This yeah. episode. Um, I thought that was pretty cool too. Do you think he's going to go to his mom and tell her what happened? About if, this whole stand your ground thing. If I was speculating, I think that's what the. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm making a lot of assumptions, but is you asked the question, so I think he's going to. I think that I think the entity is merged with him uh-huh. and knows his thoughts, and he's going to go and say, all proud, like, "Hey, mom, I, I, Bob gave me this great advice, and I stood my ground." He's going to be kind of like the model. He's he's going to be cured, and it's all gone. And everyone's going to stop worrying about him, but we're going to see some real freaky shit going on as soon as the doors are closed or some crazy ass thing like that oh boy huh. i mean that's that doesn't seem like a huge change to me because he's already kind of been like that right i mean he's but no he's getting more and more troubled i he think is, that yeah. in, from the adult's point of view he's going to be kind of cured and, mm. and maybe i don't know and it would okay. be interesting like an inversion from last year is if like joyce buys in with it too because she wants to believe that her you know it seems like with every fiber of her being, she wants to believe that their family can be normal and, and fine, and she might believe that, and maybe it's going to be the kids who are, once again, left to puzzle the stuff together. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's just my idle speculation. I, I'm completely fine with leaving this up to the Duffer Brothers to sort out, because, oh, yeah. by I'm, God, they're doing work. For sure. It, it, this I thought this was an amazing episode. Um, and not just, you know, for the final scene, but I think, like, all the way, like right from the beginning, with Dustin finding the polywog or whatever we want to call it, Dart- D'Artagnan, Dart. Yeah. Um, the just the whole scene with him. So I, I real really wasn't on board with his mom buying this lie uh-huh. about the the ghost trap. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of being modified. But once he got it into his room mm-hmm. and he was playing around with it and gave it nougat and everything, I was on board. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I thought that the. Uh... Man, there's so many small points here that I, I notice. Like, 
how much character they continue to build with Joyce when they do this. And it's all like like we we talked about as we were live watching this thing. Um, it's all with the editing, but like yeah. her calling the school to find out about the AV appointment. And, you know, the like rolling the eyes of the staff and then she instantly hangs up and then a smash cut to her pinto peeling out like it's uh-huh. it's exhilarating storytelling. And there's also lots so many subtle points like the cold open. Well, not the cold open, but right after the cold open, after the, the title sequence, uh, we see this continued backstory of Hopper, you know, baiting his L L trap uh-huh. and she's remembering him bringing her to the the cabin and for feeling like she's at home and safe for the first time and she wakes up and she's got that little smile on her face at the memory but then she remembers her current situation and instantly gives him the cold shoulder uh and i i just i don't i thought it was great i like this like there's other little touches like l she's furious at hopper for this like friends don't lie speech and mm-hmm. and soon as win and win as soon and uh she slams the door s- psychically but yeah. she uses the hand like she's six inches from the door <laughs> and her psychic hand motion to slam it like if she just stepped over a half foot she could have actually just slammed the door yeah without but, the nosebleed yeah yeah she could have saved herself some nose capillaries but mm-hmm. i man there's just so many cool and dustin's curiosity voyage oh my I need, god i, I need, need my, my paddles, paddles. <laughs> it's so fucking good <laughs> this kid like i thought dustin was dangerous when he's missing his teeth uh-huh he's a four like it that yeah he comes <laughs> back comes back with a mouthful of teeth and he's trilling his r's and he's pa- gotten his paddles and he's he's like i said i was always a lucas fan but god damn dustin's winning me over the season oh yeah i've been on dustin's boat since day one yeah, and I'm I'm staying there. Yeah, I'm, I'm handing him the paddles. Yeah, and the poor Mike, Mike's trapped in this little asshole cage that he almost breaks out. Yeah, with like Max's sheer charm and skating ability until, you know, it's funny because yeah, I was shouting at the screen when L comes to that door. I'm like, don't assume anything, L. Don't assume anything. But first of all, you've seen him for 360 something days right. talking into the walkie. He right. misses you. Right. Uh, and you're not there. And but the thing is, she's a cipher. She's a blank slate. She's a little girl. She's pre She's on edge of puberty, and she's been fed, as you pointed out last episode, all these unrealistic real relationships. <laughs> they were going to say terrible food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. She's not thinking straight because Hopper's just got her on an all ego TV dinner all diet, sodium diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she has the eight thousand calories and eight thousand percent your daily sodium intake, and she just it, you know. You can't properly function under those conditions. But but she's also been fed that, like, you know, that, that emotional pornography, the, the fucking daytime soaps, and... Yeah. It's got her all mixed yeah. up, man. Yeah, that does nothing good for you. Don't watch that stuff. The, the other thing that I really love is we come on these podcasts and we have all these questions, right? And we yeah. we ask them, we talk about them, we say, oh, we, we want to know the answer to these questions. And then it seems like inevitably the very next episode I know. they give us the answers because they have thought what are the questions that people are going to be asking, and they're they're telling such they, a good story because of it. They know exactly what they're doing to the audience, yeah. what the audience wants, and what the audience needs. And mm-hmm. it's such a refreshing change of pace for some of the frustrations that that I've seen on on, on other shows where it's like. You know, you roll your eyes or like, oh, wait till we get something. And, and but no, like, you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really tease. This show just just relentlessly pleases. Maybe. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe that's a consequence of it all being dropped in the same day. We don't have to wait a week between these episodes to really get all riled up about but, the questions. But even in, but, like, if we have logical questions and the next week yeah. they're all answered, yeah. that's a that's a, that's a breath, breath of fresh air. The fact that we can is, get gratification, yeah. like, the only thing stopping us from doing more is, like, doing this goddamn podcast and getting it out. <laughs> uh no, I, I think it's it's great. I love the musical montage of, uh, you know, them cleaning out uh, uh, Hopper's granddad's cabin, which, of course. Right, those we, are the questions right. I'm talking you about. You're right. It wasn't the, tra- the trailer. It's granddad's cabin, and they're listening to Jim Croce, and uh-huh. uh, he's teaching her how to lay tripwires. And, and the montage of him establishing from this place of trust these ground rules of keep the curtains down and then flash to L. Yep. throwing open the curtains and systematically breaking don't the open the door unless a secret knock and she busts open the door and 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 he goes it's the don't be stupid rules and then she says i'm not stupid and steps forth mm-hmm. maybe l but you're already have been made as a russian child provocateur provocateur so yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so the editing there helps a lot because yeah. you, you do see you know hopper explaining the rules as she's breaking them and then i think the other really just shining spot of editing here is that final scene with will where they're editing they're cutting back and forth between him being subsumed by the monster right um and him you know bob or whatever his name is saying stand i uh, stood my ground and, it's easy and he peasy. says easy peasy as, as he's being just totally devoured by this thing yeah uh that that was a brilliant stroke in my opinion and made it all the more horrifying yeah oh yeah and uh you know bob starts off about the have i ever told you about the mr baldo like look look sean we get it you're in lord of the rings i want to hear about your baldo baggins bullshit okay yeah 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 you got the fucking tattoo it's elvish for nine we get it elijah woods got one too okay fine uh and is he nine is that what you're saying (laughs) there's also um there's also like you know uh, there's 80s nostalgia no, I just real. No one wears seatbelts in the show. Yeah, you're right. Because it turns out, like you know, that you make it illegal <laughs> and people start wearing the seatbelts. You mandate cars have safe, you know, airbags and yeah. I don't know. It turns out people people use them now. I, like that's the thing. I get in my car and I, without thinking, put on my seatbelt. So yeah, I, I was thinking if I was an actor on set that day, if I had like Bob's yeah. Sean Astin's job or something. Yeah. I would get in that car, I'd put the seatbelt on, and they'd have to say, no, 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 yeah, take yeah, the seatbelt yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally. I mean, it's crazy how... And then you you wonder... I bet they. I bet there's a study done how many lives have been saved on that. Probably. But it's all that, you know, like a balance so, between your freedoms and your fucking sure. right to not have your head violently explode against a windshield. <laughs> Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, can we talk about the Steve, Bobby, Nancy situation? So, so we surmise correctly that Bobby has put Steve in his crosshairs as the former king that he wants to violently dispose, depose so he can have... You know, I think his name's Billy, but yes. Oh, is it Billy? I keep on calling Bobby. Bob is Joyce's yes. boyfriend. Yes, it's Billy. Yeah. Um, is Steve being an asshole here? Because like I get, I mean, like I with his know. age and his experience level and all the shit that Nancy was talking, like I don't think he's completely out of line. I, I guess I feel mm-hmm. for both of them, and and Nancy yeah. all, but that's the thing. Like Nancy goes the the John, who, why did he lie? I don't know why he lies for Steve here. I really don't. I don't think he lies for Steve so much as he just lies because, like, Steve doesn't want him to say, oh, yeah, please go home with Jonathan. That makes Steve look like more of an asshole. Um, yeah, he definitely did not ask Jonathan to take her home. Yeah, I, I he can't. He just barreled out the door. I, I can't figure it out, but as soon as Steve, like, you know, is angry at the fact at the fight that they had last night, she goes to Jonathan and is like, well, mm-hmm. maybe it's right. You know, I, I feel like that... Well, that's the thing. Like, Steve, I feel like it came from a genuine place. Yeah, I I don't really fault Steve here because he tries to explain, you know, kind of in a douchey way. That's mm-hmm. that's Steve, but he's mad and he's hurt, um, and he tries to explain what she did the previous night. And I guess you know when you ask someone to say they love you and they're unable to, that's kind of an indicator. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, she says really. Really, you want me to do this? But yeah. then she's not able to do it, right? And you can see on her face that she might be realizing, "Oh my God, I wasn't able to say it." No, if if someone asks you, "Do you love me?" and you have to hesitate right. and play, like then you don't, you don't. Yeah, no. you might. I mean, maybe in the future you will, but right now you're not feeling it. Sure, that's, yeah, that's you know maybe not, you did in the past, maybe you will again. But it, it is not a perfect test because like someone could instantly say, "I love you back" and not mean it. Sure, but yeah. for damn sure, if a person's like, huh, hoo, huh, hoo, huh, they probably don't love you. <laughs> Right. So I can see why he gets upset here. Um, but then, yeah, she goes to Jonathan and he lies and he he kind of in a weird sort of gross way turns the conversation back around to himself, which mm. I didn't really like. Mm. I feel like he should have been more supportive. Yeah. Uh, and maybe listened instead of comparing it to his situation with Will. Yeah. Uh, but I guess Jonathan's going to Jonathan. Hey, as we mentioned in the outset, today's podcast is uh, sponsored by Sonos, uh, who builds themselves as a home theater for audiophiles. Mm-hmm. No, that's not right. Yeah. Home home, home theater for music lovers. Music lovers? That's it. I love music. I love music, too. Mm-hmm. And they make phenomenal home audios. Uh, I mean, that's, it's some of the best I've ever heard, and like it's so easy to set up, like stupid easy. Crack yeah. it out of the box. Uh, you plug it. You plug in the speaker. You put in your Wi-Fi password, uh, or you, you download their app. You put in a Wi-Fi password, and you're pretty much done. And everything that you add to the system or you add to your house is is even easier because you don't have to. Yeah. It, it, it it does all that Wi-Fi stuff for you. Uh, so they they wanted us uh, to try out their new one speaker, mm-hmm. 
and they've added, they've upped their game because not only is this as good as the previous one, number one speaker, this is the new ones are O-N-E speakers. Yeah, Sonos One. But they're actually adding... Uh, the Alexa service to it? Yeah. So um, they're, they're, voice, they're, voice input? They're really cool. They're just essentially, you can talk to this thing and ask it, you know, like, what's the weather, or play this music, or turn up the volume, or turn down the volume, or... Uh, yeah. with Alexa, you can, or Alexa, you can even add, ask it to order things from you on Amazon. Yeah, like I was skeptical when I first heard of these devices because I've had mixed results when I try to talk to my phone. Uh-huh. I don't know what the difference of of putting it into the form factor of a coffee can, but the voice recognition on this thing is incredible. Yeah, like I, I can be in the kitchen the with the water running and it can hear me in the living room. <laughs> nice. And uh, it's 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 pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's essentially just like the this, the same superior sound you get from the one system. Now you've got some voice activated goodness. And that's and these are these are no mere Bluetooth speakers. These are actually integrated through your Wi-Fi, so you can actually mesh your whole house if you want to. You can sprinkle yeah. these throughout the room, and you can have your whole house rocking, or you can control each room individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it like integrates with all your favorite like I, it 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 uh, automatically t- detected my Google Play library and I can play anything from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like all the popular. It even has like I use Pocket Casts, which is a popular but you know not like probably the uh, Android podcast app. It integrated with that perfectly too. I'm so goddamn lazy that I'm using this thing like I'm playing Destiny and I want to know if it's time. Like, do I have enough time for another match? Mm-hmm. Uh, I could get my phone out of my pocket and look, or I could say, "Hey Alexa, what time is it?" And yeah. she tells me, and then I either, or I can tell, her, "Hey Alexa, set set an alarm." For uh, Alexa the... is a little verbose when you ask it for the temperature. Uh, <laughs> a little verbose, like I could take maybe a truncation of it. But uh, the thing that it's great for that I found out the other day is setting timers. Mm, Holy yes. shit! Because I used to set them all on my phone, and I have to yep. pull out my phone, hold the button for two seconds, and say Siri, whatever. Who's got two seconds in their life? Not me. Who's got Not time me. to pull shit out of their pockets? Like I what I'm saying, this is for the lazy man and woman. It makes your life like you. You could conceivably spend an entire weekend on your couch. Yeah, you could. I mean, I uh, if your pizza man will come into the threshold of your home. Yes, yeah. yes. If he's if if, uh, if if he's not like a vampire and requires an invitation, if he just like you know, you might have to slink to the door. <laughs> but like it, it just enables you to be just complete sloth, and mm-hmm. it sounds amazing while you're doing it. Yep. It's like I said, and it's not. I'm not exactly an audiophile. I've kind of got ten years, but you can read. Uh, any review you want, everybody's gushing about this stuff because these are quality, well-made, very simple to configure, mm-hmm. w- wireless home audio. You don't have to run wires through. If you got a place to plug them in for power, you're set. And it's just amazing how well they work. I'm gushing because I just I just <laughs> love these damn products. What's the what's the deal? What's 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 Sonos got cooked up for our listeners? Uh, well, I feel like they missed a real opportunity with with Stranger Things because they could have done 11 percent off and made the code really just just pop at Stranger 11, but they went with Stranger 10. Oh, the uh, 1% would be totally worth it for the tie-in. It would be. Maybe next time. It would time. be, but well, yeah, next next year we'll come back Season with Stranger 3 11. Season 3 will get in an ear, or maybe maybe this 8 <laughs> character will become big and they can they can get a little cost-conscious. Cost there you conscious. go. It'll be Stranger 8. 8. No, Aaron. Uh, no, 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 just, no, 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 no. So the current we'll, offer that we have going, none of these fictional <laughs> yes. offers, uh, they are giving our listeners of our podcast 10% off one order of twenty five hundred dollars or less, or less. That's important. You don't have to spend twenty five hundred dollars. And in fact, right. if you do spend twenty five hundred dollars, you don't get the discount. So mm. um, there's that incentive. Perverse, I know. 
Uh, it's available for a limited time only, and it cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. What you got to do is go to Sonos.com, use the promo code STRANGER10, that's S-T-R-A-N-G-E-R-1-0, at Sonos.com to receive it. And that's it. That easy. You could do it. If you if you want your stuff to sound good and you want to net never move from your couch again, mm-hmm. or also have Sonos and live a full healthy life with plenty of exercise. It's compatible both ways. Um, that's that's into talking points. You don't have to be a couch potato to use the technology. No, you do not. But it's super cool if you want to. I got a question. Yeah. And if you answer wrong, I might fight you. Oh boy. Uh, are you warming up the Bob yet? Bob is. Bob seems like a very pleasant person to be around, but he seems uh, like yeah, he's we're trying. Have to we're gonna have to fight. He's trying so damn hard. I mean, you are right. You are right. Too and hard. He's, in he's my probably opinion. trying to hustle things along a little too fast. But he won me over because when he said, "You know, I noticed my JVS is banged up." I'm like, "Oh, here it is. Yeah, this is where he asshole. turns into the asshole. He's more concerned. He's like." It made me review the tape, and I saw Will getting bullied, and like he, I've been, I'm like, this guy, he's too fucking good. He's yeah. too, he's a, he's a he's a good guy, and yeah, he's trying too hard. But you know what? If that's his only sin, I like Bob, and I will fight people who don't. You're right. You're right. I mean, Bob is that probably was just a, guy a great like. scene, a great scene, and how it like was. you know, it's like I was the guy that got beat up, and you know, things weren't going well. But now look at me. I'm managing a radio shack, and I'm dating Joyce Breyer. So, yep, and he seems great with Will. So. Yeah. He gives him some really, and, truly terrible advice well, that's the for thing. this scenario. Like, but I was skeptical of him saying he made the connection, but by God, uh, you know, that fucking Baldo Baggins story stuck with yeah. Will to his great peril. Yeah. But, terrible advice yeah. in this one scenario. Oh, you know what the other shocker? Hmm. Uh, we found out that ba- uh, Billy and Max are not brother and sister, at least according to yes. Billy. What the hell? I don't know. What are they? I don't know. They have weird energy between them, like a weird hostile. Is it possible that he's also a woman? <laughs> I think he's more Robert Downey Jr. Uh, than than. And than, she's a than... she's a boy. No, what? What the fuck yeah. is this coming from? That would, that would make I her that his brother. He looks like he's got. Perf- no, 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 no. Yeah, if she was a boy and he's he not. was a girl, she's he doesn't not. he doesn't have to be a girl for that scenario, but... right? But I, why are you thinking Max is a boy? Because it's not his sister, but it's definitely like someone close to him. And uh, I, okay, I, I think sister. <laughs> no, I think that like maybe she's adopted, or maybe he's adopted, or maybe I their foster kids thrown together. I, I don't know. Mm. Like I would like to see their situation, and it's also telling when the boys ask, "Oh, are you rich?" And she goes, "Oh no, I live at what what blah something street." And the boys will go, "Oh, like they're she's living on the Skid Row." <laughs> Yeah, of Hawkins. She's in maybe they got a trailer in the Ooh. middle of these blighted pumpkin patches. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I feel like that we're going to find some terrible things about their background and home life, and it's going to be very sad. Maybe she's like number double oh seven or something, well, and seven, they're going to have a psychic battle over Mike. Seven, seven's the scariest one because she ate nine and ten. Oh Jesus! And then eleven's next. So, uh, uh, not, spe- speaking not good. of of dads. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, Bob works at Radio Shack. Yeah. Which I think is interesting because, okay, so when Nancy is talking to Jonathan. That's the horrifying vision we'll have of the future. I see thousands of Radio Shacks being destroyed, (laughs) though. Yeah. I see you out of a job, Bob. (laughs) 
but Scotty something won't save you. Nancy sees a Walkman. I think it is this guy uh-huh. listening to a Walkman yeah, yeah, and yeah. has suddenly an epiphany about revealing this information about Bar- Barb to her parents. I, she's going to, and I don't know what that is, but I like that it's tied in. That we don't know when yeah, that yeah. happens. That it's tied in with Bob somehow. Yeah. But I think. There's, I assume there's only one Radio Shack in Hawkins. Oh, yeah. So they're probably going to get mixed up with Bob somehow. Yeah, well, and they've already been to Radio Shack and got the tech. I, I imagine it's some kind of recorder, but it's not immediately obvious what she's trying to do. I think that – do you agree that she called Barb's mom deliberately to get the NSA or whatever listening on the phone call? Absolutely, yeah. And then she's going to go and what with the recorder? I don't know. She has some kind of plan which involves tricking the people monitoring her into yeah. into this false meeting, potentially false meeting, or into some kind of bamboozle at the meeting. All right. I got another question to ask you about another man and see if you, you get this one right. <laughs> okay. Can Paul Reiser be trusted? No. Fuck Paul no. Reiser cannot be trusted. Like, I, I came no. in... I came into that bias against him, but his smug, dismissive attitude and like, oh, <laughs> like this is this is fucking aliens, Paul Reiser. Yeah, I don't. He's gonna fuck you. He's gonna I don't fuck trust you, Hopper. This guy, and it's it's not because he's shown me a history of being he's Paul Reiser in an eighties science fiction it's because film. Because he's Paul Reiser. Yeah, and it's gonna be glorious when Hopper lays him the fuck out. Oh, you know it's coming. Like that a big, beefy hopper hook is just going to come and <laughs> lay him out. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be glorious. So good. Then he's going to somehow throw him at an airlock on the planet Earth. <laughs> Maybe he'll throw him through the gate. There you go. Uh, yeah. Into yeah. The, the waiting jaws of D'Artagnan. Yeah. It was badass, but why did Lucas flying crane kick this door open in school man was it locked can he just bust through any locked door he wants is he just like not you like does he just like can do a sweet spin kick and decides to do it like i don't know man but it worked he yeah. got that door open that was a really athletic <laughs> unnecessary but athletic move yep uh man what a great episode uh what the hell i mean shit what what else do we need to say uh, I also uh, I really like the scene of Hopper reading to Eleven, uh, and he's reading her uh, Anne of Green Gables, which of hmm. course uh, L. That's enough. First of all, he's filling his, her head with all these romantic notions. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, but it's an appropriate thing because you know it's this orphan who wants a home and wants to belong, and uh, I, I thought you know there's, there's certainly worse things you can read a kid. Yeah. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? I'm curious what Dustin's connection to D'Artagnan is. Or actually... What do you mean? I don't know if he specifically has one. I mean, it seems to not recoil from him, not screech at him like it did Will. Do you think it's that it has an affinity for Dustin, or does it have a dislike of Will for some reason? I think it sees Will as... I I feel like it... I don't know. It sees Will as the enemy somehow? Yeah. It's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Um, or it could see Dustin as, like, I don't know, it's caretaker, maybe. Um, or maybe a little of both. Who knows? Huh. Um, well, anyway, I, I like I said, this is just a great fucking show, and it's going to be really hard to not watch anymore until yeah, tomorrow. I, I just have to ask those questions aloud so that they will answer them next episode. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I want to be sure I get all the questions out there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to consider a little bit of forum feedback? Sure. Because it's it. like, I just looked at my 
email box and mm-hmm. people are flying through this series and I don't want to get yeah. spoiled. Okay. <laughs> and nobody's labeling like just chapter and verse though. So uh, let me go through here. Uh, first up, D on the forums uh, spotted a little anachronism. She says, uh, there's another, there's one thing that bugged me. Was KFC called KFC in the 80s? Wasn't it still Kentucky Fried Chicken? And apparently uh, King Cobra did some research into the name change history and you're they're right. This... Uh, uh, 1991 is when Kentucky Fried Chicken became KFC. Yeah, wasn't it like you fucked just, up? You fucked up there, the Duffer Duffer Brothers. Wasn't it just like common usage? I don't. Maybe it was printed on like the packaging. No, it was. Or yeah, it was, was like it? it was like mod- okay. it was like modern buckets. Well, then they fucked up. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like that would be that's on the prop department. Like you could surely yeah. find a contemporary 19 a picture of a 1984 bucket and just make one they found the three musketeers bars and i'm sure those weren't were those period bars from 1984 yeah huh huh uh cory from new skyland says i thought this place took place in hawkins pennsylvania but aaron keeps saying it's hawkins indiana is that yeah. just wishful thinking in his part no it take place in the fictional town of hawkins indiana mm-hmm. you can see like i noted with with some amount of pride that uh the indiana flag was was flying appropriately oh, yeah? in school and stuff and like you know i'm from i'm from the birthplace the of blue the and gold huh? I'm, I'm from the uh, from the birthplace of the state flag of indiana mooresville yeah. so what little what little pride i have in that fa- <laughs> that fact is coming through there but yeah it's it's definitely set set in indiana i think that's that's it like i said i was excited because we got a ton of email but like i just i just looked through it and uh maybe maybe i'll have tonight or tomorrow i'll have cecily go through and uh sort the spoilers from the spoiler free because i think she's a bit ahead of me uh, at this point she gonna be done with it tonight (laughs) well i mean that's that'd be that would be a huge turnabout that if her and jack are ahead of me on something (laughs) because of the damn (laughs) podcast that would be that would be some real turnabout yeah Uh, but man this continues to be really great it's great i'm loving it uh season two so far just as good as season one uh yeah so if you'd like to send feedback for consideration for you know either in the day feedback or uh uh, if you want to send it in for the the season two wrap up, it also would be helpful, I guess, if you at least t- say in the subject line what chapter it's about, or if it's like wrap up, so I can you know more confidently read it. Um, Stranger Things at BaldMove.com. Again, we've got multiple th- we got multiple threads for each episode. Well, we have multiple threads, one for each episode, over at forums.baldmove.com. Follow along with our. Uh, of, 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 uh, with our uh, marathon by going to baldmove.com or following us on social media. Search for Bald Move there. And I think that's it. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to it so you can get the updates when we yeah, release new as episodes. Yeah, as we drop them. Because we don't know what time they're going to be out on each of these days, but yeah. throughout tomorrow and Sunday we'll also have more of them. Right. Uh, and if you're if, you know, feeling froggy, leave us a review. We can always use some of those. Uh, That's about it. We will see you guys tomorrow for episode four. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.